welcome back to Long Distance Work Life, where we help you lead, work, and thrive in remote and hybrid teams. I'm Marissa Eikenberry, a fellow remote worker, and joining me is my co-host and remote work expert, Wayne Tremell. Hi, Wayne. Hello, Marissa. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am uh, pretty darn well, actually. I'm well, a little freaked out because about 40 minutes ago, you said to me, hey, we got a request from a listener about a topic. And on my other monitor is a blog article I was writing about that exact topic. It was very creepy. I think it's fate. Well, it it's either crazy. fate or our robot overlords have just quit giving us a choice. There may be that too. <laughs> it's one or the other. So just like normal, if some of you follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter, et cetera, I ask about remote work pet peeves. And we got one today that I am so excited to talk about, and it's fake Zoom backgrounds. We are really geeking out when we get excited about talking about things like fake Zoom backgrounds. I mean, I am a tech nerd. It's fine. <laughs> We're both tech nerds, to be quite honest about it. Um, so anyway, so she, she had just started off with, her pet peeve is fake Zoom backgrounds. And I was like, okay, well, like, what about them? And just like what I thought originally, she had said she doesn't like it when people's heads faint in and out of the background, which I totally understand. Some of these, some of these tech things are not super great, depending on what camera you're on or what kind of computer you're on. But I think the bigger thing, and this is really what you and I are going to dive into today, was she felt like on a deeper level that having a background that is clearly not theirs, like the Golden Gate Bridge or a beach, prevents her from feeling like she can really connect with the other person. It's just something about knowing that it's not real in the interaction. Yeah, I, I think that's really interesting. People have very visceral reactions yes. <laughs> to communicating through technology. And some of it is a cry for authenticity. Right. Depending on how you communicate with people, right? Some people are more empathic. They Like, I don't care that your house is a mess. I want to see you in your natural environment. Right. Right. There are other people who say, I do not want to see the catwalk across the keyboard. And I don't want to see all of that stuff. And I don't really care as long as I see your face. And frankly, I'm not even that excited about that. Right. Depends on who you're talking to. Right. So there's a spectrum as with everything. I think when you're talking about Zoom backgrounds, there are kind of two buckets of stuff we need to talk about. Right. One is, should we use them? When right. does it make sense? When does it not? And then as always with technology is if you, if this is your intent, how do you achieve that? <laughs> right. right. Which is how we don't, we shouldn't be using technology just because we can. Right. I mean, there, there's a time to play and then <laughs> there's a time. to. But continue. that's it. There is a time to play. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about why do you want a Zoom background? Well, some people, it's probably whatever's in their background that they don't want to share with other people would be one. Which makes perfect sense. It's uh, We make a lot of assumptions about working from home and the ability to work from anywhere. Right. Uh, and they're not always right. And a lot of it is geographic. For example, when I Zoom with people Zoom, look at me using it as a verb. When I webcam with people in other countries, not everybody has houses with nice, 
discrete offices and bookshelves that they can put up. They're working from the north end of the dining room table. They're in their bedroom. Mm -hmm. They're whatever. And there is a legitimate concern less about privacy than about the perception of professionalism. Absolutely. Right. The fact that you can run a million dollar company from your bedroom doesn't mean you want it to look like you're running a million dollar company from your bedroom. Well, and it's one thing to maybe, you know, have that kind of background in a team meeting. It's very different to have that background in a meeting with VCs. Exactly right. And and this gets back to what's the purpose of the meeting, right? If you and I are having a meeting and, and we're talking about it, I don't care if your office is a mess. I don't care if, you know, Max the dog walks in and whatever happens. I don't care. Because you and I are talking, we know each other, I'm not judging you on those things. If I have a client who I'm talking to, do I have a relationship with this client or is this a first call? Right. And so, you know, do they know I work from home or do they think I'm in an office? So there's all these things having to do with what is the intention of your call? Is it intensely personal and connective and transactional? Are you trying to create an impression? And if you're trying to create an impression, then you have to decide what kind of impression am I trying to make? And, you know, what does that mean for what's behind me? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to talk about a couple of things for those of you who are not watching this on YouTube or wherever you happen to be viewing this podcast, I will explain what's going on, but it, it was kind of fun because in a previous show, we were talking about how quickly things change right? in the various platforms. And we record this on StreamYard, which I tell you only because it's the case today, is I've just discovered that they now allow for virtual backgrounds. They never used to. It used to be they showed what was behind you or you could blur the background. Blurred backgrounds, by the way, are a perfectly acceptable function, right? If you're in the bedroom and you don't want people to see what's behind you, blurring your background is fine. The problem, of course, is people know that you're blurring the background. Right. And so if somebody walks past you or there's sometimes amorphous blobs of things that can be a little bit distracting, but it's a perfectly valid option. Now, I've gotten away from that because I'm in my home office. I just painted my office. Right behind me is a blank wall that is a lovely mint green. And so there's nothing there to distract. Right. Right. It's me and this. Now, a lot of times when I am presenting to groups, for example, if I'm presenting webinars, I'm trying to set a mood. And the mood I'm going for is fun, energetic, and I actually have, and I'm going to click this button here, I actually have a special background that I use. Here we go. That should do it. Mm -hmm. Which is the Las Vegas sign. Welcome to Las Vegas sign. Iconic sign. You don't have to see the whole thing behind me to understand that I'm in Las Vegas. It's a bright color, right? There's an right. energy thing here. And it's casual. It's it's non-threatening. It's very informal. That's a conscious decision that I make when I use this background. Right. It's a conversation starter. It's a conversation starter. Very often, I will use it at the beginning 
of the call, you know, when everybody's coming in and introducing each other and where are you from and I don't know you, boom, I'm in Vegas. It's a conversation starter. It works great. A lot of times I will just remove that background. So we know that we want to use the background. There are some problems when you use these, though, and we've all seen them. The first is, is it appropriate or inappropriate? Right. <laughs> we've had a couple episodes about that. For the call that you're trying to do. Does anybody really believe that you're on the moon, right? Are you broadcasting from a place with a lovely view of the Golden Gate Bridge? I somehow doubt it. Uh, in the early days of Zoom, there were a lot of people on the beach with the palm trees blowing in the background, which was just distracting and weird. Yeah. Video, just don't do it. I'm just telling you now. Uh, video is not a great choice for a background. But what does make for a good one? So some people overdo it mm -hmm. and they try to make it look far more official than in right. fact it should be well who are you kidding right you're not you're not in this call from the reading room of the dublin library with the three foot high bookshelves i wish i was i wish that was my background i wish that was legit and it's not and by the way it's really busy you don't want the background to distract from your eyeballs which is the reason you're on camera uh, so you want to make sure that it's it's professional, right? That it's setting the tone. If you want casual, casual is great. A lot of organizations now are choosing visuals and they're saying, here, use these. Oh, and that's that, kind of interesting. And that actually makes some sense. Let me give you an example. I have a client who has gone through the office and taken pictures of empty offices or you know, a desk against a window so that what you see in the in the visual is the person on camera and you're kind of looking out their window, but you're not getting the light and the shadows that you get if you're really backlit against a window. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's their offices. Wow, that's kind of cool. Right? It's their conference room. It's their cubicle. It's whatever. And so while it's blocking out everything going on around them, it's creating an honest-ish environment of this is where I work and this is who I am and this is the environment that I'm working in as I'm working with you. And I like that idea. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're going to do it, like that seems like a, a good idea to do. Well, of course, it's always a good idea. And far be it from me to crush the soul of individualists because I am notoriously one of them. And you want to be real careful letting people do whatever the heck they want. Right. Uh, you may want to impose some corporate standards on this is what our background looks like. This is what the message looks like when we go out in the world. There are some things if you are going to use, and you can in any of the platforms, WebEx, Teams, Zoom, StreamYard, apparently, you can upload any picture, which is fun to play with. And there are some things you want to watch out for. If the lighting is weird in the room, it will still mess with the picture. So experiment. Don't just, you know, start your meeting and, oh, I think I'm going to use this picture because you can get an ugly surprise. Mm -hmm. uh, the lighting in the room needs to be good. Uh, you don't want the picture to be a distraction. Uh, you also want to test it for how does it fit in the screen behind you. For example, I was 
playing around with it. And I wanted to use the cover of one of our books, right? Mm -hmm. So I took a, a cover of picture of the long distance leader and put it up there. And the picture comes in so huge that you get the bottom piece of the title and a piece of orange. And it just looked awful. Uh, on the other hand, having played with it and done some resizing and cropping, I now have a version of that that I can use. Right. So you need to play with that. The most important thing is if you are going to use casual shots, if you're going to use pictures of your home office when it's clean and there are no kids or cats in it, uh, that's a great idea. But use as high a resolution photograph as possible. If you don't, you're going to get that weird halo light thing that goes around and yep. your hands disappear and come in and out of the frame and it just looks creepy and weird. Well, and sometimes it's going to do that even with a really good picture too. <laughs> sure it is. If you move very quickly, for example, the camera is not going to pick that up as well as you'd like. Right. So are you in fact going to be static right. in the picture? The important, so, you know, there are some things, right? Uh, the busier the pattern, the less likely it is. Does your clothing match the background? And that's for good or evil, right? Is it appropriate to the background? If you look like you're in the Dublin reading room and, you know, you're in your ACDC t-shirt, maybe that's not the look you're going for. But it's also if you have, if you're using a green screen, for example, which many organizations do, you want to make sure your clothing, I couldn't wear what I'm wearing today against a true green screen because yes, it's yellow, but there's yellow in green and I would be flashing and looking weird. Plus I'm exceptionally pale and that doesn't help. You know, the big things are make sure it's appropriate mm -hmm. to the message you're trying to send. Casual is fine if it's a casual type of environment. Right. Right. Your internal team is different than meeting with the CEO, which is different than meeting with an external customer. So make sure that it's setting the professional tone that you're looking for. Uh, use high resolution video. Make sure that you're properly lit. And the most important thing I can say is if you are considering changing the background or using the background, try a bunch of them before you settle on one that you like. Yes. And the other thing is, this all started with, I don't care what they're doing. I hate them because I know they're not real. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, she was talking about like essentially a lack of authenticity. And if that's the case, just explain. I didn't make the bed today. You know, I didn't, whatever. I mean, if this is peer to peer. Well, and I, I, I do want to say too, because I mean, you know, people who are watching right now, like this is not a fake background. This is my office. I mean, it's one corner of my office, but you can see it. And I, for a long time on this show, I recorded on that back wall. So that way there was nothing but me on the screen. I felt like that was super professional and that was the look that we wanted to portray and all that. And, and that's not untrue still. And I'm realizing as, you know, we're in a quote unquote post COVID kind of world, we are looking for more authenticity from people. We are looking for more um, realism from people. We, we almost kind of want to see a behind the scenes ish. 
And so I decided to start, you know, recording from my desktop instead. If you look at my background, you can tell there are Harry Potter books on the top shelf. And there's other books that some other people might recognize. I have a Taylor Swift popcorn tin behind me now. Like, I do those things on purpose, much like you use your Las Vegas picture as a conversation starter. I have these behind me because somebody might say, oh, wow, like I see your Indy 11 scarf. You know, I didn't know that you were a soccer fan or something like that. And so I also use those pieces as a way to show myself without actually saying any of that out loud. Yeah, that authenticity is why we do this, right? We say we want to be on camera because we want to connect. And then we put up these false fronts. Right, <laughs> right. Which I think is what Angie's point was. Which, which which was exactly the point. And so I am all about the authenticity. I tend to err on the side of informality. Uh, not unprofessionalism, but informality. Right. Yes. Uh, I enjoy seeing what's on people's bookshelves. I actually am sad that the way my office is configured, it doesn't work uh, for me to do that. And my default, because of what I do for a living, is I'm better off with the blank wall behind me than not. Of course. Uh, but that's circumstances, right? My preference is to see what people have. So as with all technology, he says, trying desperately to wrap this up. <laughs> as with all technology, why do you want a background? Why does it matter? How do you do that to achieve your goals of establishing professionalism, establishing connection? And then once you choose a background, there are the technical matters of, is it high resolution? Is it appropriate? Uh, do you know that it's going to fit on the screen behind you and look like you think it's going to look? And then go out and do what you're doing with it. And and as I, we've kind of been encouraging people the last few shows, just play with it. it I, I don't mean take an hour out of your busy schedule. But I mean, you know what? If you're going in a meeting in a couple of minutes, try something. See, see how it looks. Yeah. It's hard to screw up things like this so badly they can't be undone. Yeah. There have been very few Zoom fatalities. That we know of. A few have prayed for the sweet release of death, but it has not come to them. So it's okay. So Zoom backgrounds, go, discuss, talk amongst yourselves. Thank you for listening to Long Distance Work Life. For show notes, transcripts, and other resources, make sure to visit longdistanceworklife.com. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, be sure to like and review. This helps us know what you love about our show. Feel free to contact us via email or LinkedIn with the links in our show notes. Let us know you listened to this episode or even suggest a topic for Wayne and I to tackle in a future episode. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us. And as Wayne likes to say, don't let the weasels get you down. <laughs>